if we take a look at the world, we can see that there's a lot of work for us to do as a church. In today's gospel, Jesus sends out his disciples to do the work that he asks them to do. He commissions them to go on mission. And we hear this familiar passage that we've heard so many times. The harvest is abundant, but laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Typically, we associate this passage with praying for more vocations, right? The apostles are the ones that go out and, and need to attend to all the people. And we look at the church, we say, there are so many people to minister to, so we need to pray for more priests. We need more religious. Well, there's, it's true in, the, in one sense that this is what this gospel is about. But in another sense, it's actually about something much more broad, right? Jesus is sending out the 72 disciples, which is an image or a symbol of the entire church. It's not just about priestly vocations. The truth is, is that the church is having this extraordinary renewal of the lay vocation, that there's this renewal of the dignity of the lay state that is called to be, the laity are called to be light, called to be the salt of the earth and to be leaven in society in their sphere of influence. And it's clericalist for us to simply think that the, the clergy are the ones supposed to be doing all the work. There's this renewal of understanding that all of us play a unique role in bringing the love and, and salvation of Jesus to the entire world. Each of us play our own part. And as we look at this mission that Jesus asks the disciples to go on, as he asks us to go on, it's important for us to note what kind of ministry he expects, what kinds of things, um, activity he asks us to be about. Right? The first thing you notice in this, it says, whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick in it, and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand to you. That he asks the church to be a healing presence to the world. That we carry his authority, not just to bring healing emotionally, but to bring healing to those who are sick. And the reason why he does that is so that our message is credible. In Jesus' own ministry, he healed the sick as a way of demonstrating the very thing that he was preaching. To get people to believe in the message of salvation and the forgiveness of sins. And he gives us that authority as a church to bring about that reality when we preach the gospel, when we go out and share the good news in our sphere of influence. The second thing that we see is deliverance, right? It says that the 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. And Jesus obviously says, I've given you full power over the enemy. Rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. The truth is, is that as Christians, we've been given authority over the evil one. We've been given authority over evil spirits. Evil spirits need to bow their, their knees to us because we represent the king. And this is something that we need to take seriously when we go out. We're going to experience resistance. People are not going to want to receive the gospel. A lot of people are, are subjugated and, uh, to, to demonic influence. And as a church... We carry Jesus' authority to free them from demonic influence. And so just as the church is experiencing renewal of the lay vocation and recognizing that all of us play a unique role in sharing the gospel and bringing the world to Christ, there's also renewal of understanding of the kind of authority that Jesus gives to us, that he entrusts to us, that we carry his authority in such a way that we can pray for healing and see it happen. We can command demonic influence to leave people's lives. And that is what God asks us to do as his church. 
It's interesting, in John chapter 14, Jesus says, Amen, amen, I say to you, he who believes in me will do the works that I do, and even greater ones. Sometimes people are tempted to say, well, I'm just an ordinary layperson. God can't do anything extraordinary through me. I'm not a priest. I'm not Father Miguel. I'm not Father Matthias. I'm not Father Mike Schmitz. I'm not Bishop Barron. I'm not this name, well-known Catholic here. God can't really do good things through me. But notice the criteria here in that passage in John. He who believes in me will do the works that I do and even greater works. If we don't believe that we can do it, we won't step out and pray that God can do it. If we encounter something that's demonic in front of us or someone's demonized and we don't believe we have the authority to do anything about it, we're not gonna pray that they be freed from it. When we encounter sick people, it's like, well, there's nothing I can do. But if, we, if Jesus has given us this authority, then we can step in and, and bring about his kingdom so that people can come to believe in God. This is what I believe the church is offering to us. And so it is true that each individual believer has his authority and can step out and do this. And sometimes they hear, well, Father, I have no idea how to do that. That's actually precisely why I founded with my friend Patrick Encounter Ministries. Encounter Ministries exists to train and disciple and equip Catholics to demonstrate the love of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what this is. And it's, we're, we're blessed here as, as, as St. Paps to have Encounter have its home here. And Encounter, if, if you don't know too much about it, I, I put some more in the bulletin and I preached about this from time and time, from um, sometimes occasionally I preach about it. But it, is, it operates out of this parish and has grown to this fall 24 different campuses across the world, including an online campus where we're training people how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit to make Jesus known and loved. And so what I'd like to do this, this morning is simply to invite up one of our parishioners who works for Encounter to share a little bit about what Encounter does, and then we're gonna have a testimony from one of our parishioners who went through the school. I wanna invite up Rachel. Rachel, can you come forward? Let's give Rachel a welcome. Thank you so much, Father. As he said, my name is Rachel Greck, and I am the Director of Administration and Events for Encounter Ministries, but I'm also blessed to serve as one of our overseers for our year one at our main campus here in Brighton. And I just want to kind of like just give you a sense as to what the Encounter School of Ministry is. It is our main way that we minister. So we have conferences, we have different events that you can come to, but we are at the root of it a teaching ministry. So over the course of two years, we invite disciples, we invite you, it doesn't matter your age, as long as you're over 18, you are eligible. We have people who are just out of high school and we've even had people who are in their 80s who are going through this school to learn how to bring about the love of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does that actually practically look like? In our first quarter, it's all about identity and transformation. Until you fully under, come to know who you are and more importantly, whose you are, you can't fully minister. So that is why we start off the school helping you understand that exact thing of just how loved you are. Moving into our second quarter, it's all about hearing God's voice and the prophetic gifts. There's nothing quite like learning how to hear God's voice just honestly for yourself, but then when you're able to provide um, this upbuilding, this encouragement, this consolation to the people who are in your life and the people that you just encounter in the world, 
it is so powerful. So we teach you practical tools. We teach you the modes in which God speaks to you. And then we give you the means to go out into the world to do this. Then in our third quarter, it's all about power and healing. God, or Jesus never proclaimed the gospel without backing it up, without demonstrating it with signs and wonders. And the most prevalent way he did that was through physical healing. So again, we're going to teach you the tools, the ways that you can step out in faith, knowing that the Lord wants to partner with you to bring healing into the world. And then in our fourth quarter, our final one for the first year, it's all about inner healing and freedom. Because Jesus came to bring you freedom. He didn't just come to say, okay, deal with the world, and then once you get into heaven, everything's going to be great. I mean, yes, it is. However, he wants to bring healing to our wounds this side of heaven. So we're going to teach you, we're going to walk you through the ways in which you can do that. And I'll be honest, I could go on for hours about how Encounter has impacted my life and the ways that I have seen countless people transformed. But instead of me doing that, I'd like to invite up Alicia Surginal, and she's just going to share a little bit about her experience with the Encounter School of Ministry. So Alicia, can you just... Um, Introduce yourself and explain like how you got involved with Encounter. Um, yes, so um, I initially was in. I got involved um, with Encounter because I had a friend of mine who um, really encouraged me, and I saw the change in her life, and I. Um, was really feeling like a desire and a pull and a stirring in my heart for more. Amazing. And so how has your life, your ministry, I know you're, you're a teacher at the school, like how has that been changed and impacted through what you've learned um, through the School of Ministry? Yeah, so um, I think like everything has changed, you know, as, as just a person. Um, I, I didn't really have the same relationship that I do now with Jesus. Um, before it was kind of superficial. I kind of kept him at a, at a distance. And, and now... Um, I, I feel like I walk with him every day. Um, abiding with Jesus makes more sense to me now. It's, it's easy. It's like breathing. Um, and then as far as my ministry and work, um, just like praying with, I feel like the Lord has given me, um, his voice at my school and, um, being able to pray with staff if they need prayer or um, just like the heart that he's given me for every child at, at the school is um, something that, that he's given me through encounter. So um, just a lot of really beautiful things that we've seen at the school too um, with staff and with students and just seeing um, just God, you know, move, really move. Would you be willing just to share with us just a brief example of what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So there was a seventh grade retreat that I was asked to be a part of um, two years ago and when I first started at St. Pat's. Um, and there was a girl that was having really significant shoulder pain and it was limiting her ability to play volleyball. Um, and she asked for some prayer. Well, her friends were near her and I just led them through a prayer of healing. Um, 
when we checked it out, she had partial healing. And then um, we prayed over her again, and she had complete healing. Um, all the girls were so ecstatic that they ran outside telling everybody that their friend had been healed. It was really beautiful to witness. Um, a week later, I checked in with her, and she raised her hand, and she said, Mrs. Surgeonal, 100% I'm healed. I'm healed. So um, it was really, really great to see. I mean, I was pretty skeptical of healing when I first started um, Encounter. And then kind of just seeing over and over rap rapidly, like these rapid healings happening over and over, um, really transformed how I see the Holy Spirit work or have seen it. Amazing. So the people who are sitting here today, if they um, are discerning it, like what advice would you give them? Um, first of all, ask questions. Ask lots of questions. We'll be in, in the gathering space after, afterwards. And um, there is a the summer intensive that's coming up, and that was a very a really great experience just to for me at least to to tip my put my toes in the water, um, and that really gave me um, this this knowing that the encounter school was something that the Lord wanted me to pursue. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alicia. And thank you for just taking the time to listen. I know this can sound crazy. A few years ago, I was sitting in these pews hearing this and listening to this, and I was like, this sounds insane. The Lord, as Father was saying, like, the, the Lord can't use me in this way. I am, I am not, I'm not good enough. I'm not ready for that. The Lord does want to use you. What we do is we provide a place for you to step out safely and take risks. That's what we want to do. So I invite you, if, if there's like a stirring in your heart, like I want to learn more, come see us in the back, ask questions. If you're like, I think you're absolutely insane, come to the back table and ask questions. I'd love to speak with you more. Um, so as Alicia said, in a couple weeks, we have a summer intensive, which is just four evenings where we go through the first four quarters. We give you an introduction into um, what that first year looks like. So. Thank you for your time. I'd love to speak with you after Mass. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Rachel. One of the things that strikes me about this gospel passage is that they return rejoicing that they have power over evil. And Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Don't you think God wants that in our world today? for Satan to fall like lightning, but he's choosing us to go forth to carry his authority. The mystery is he wants to do it through us. And so the question is, how is God asking to do that in each of our lives? I hope and pray that you consider thinking about going to the summer intensive to see if encounter is right for you.